1: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's
3: uh, an annual tradition. It's like the Swallows returning to Capistrano or Punxsutawney Phil. Same deal, right? Every year, the team that wins the Super Bowl goes and visits the White House Uh, You can put the old brakes on that. Not going to happen this year. No, 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 no. Uh, I assume you've been following this story, but maybe you have not been paying attention. Maybe you've been locked in a underground bunker and you've not been paying attention. But President Donald Trump calling off the planned visit of the Philadelphia Eagles. They will not be landing at the White House less than 24 hours. Before that scheduled appearance, it was all over the, uh, well, there's a couple of layers to it. it. depends on who you believe, right? The dispute over the the nash anthem played a factor in it, supposedly. But that's not the main gist of this. It's not at all. The decision comes after the majority of the Eagle team had uninvited themselves to the White House. And the story is being positioned that Donald Trump did not allow the Philadelphia Eagles to attend, that he rescinded the offer. But from what I understand, the Eagles were actually the team. that They they were the ones that were the aggressor, and they didn't want to do it. They didn't want to go up to the White House. So the 53-man roster plus the practice squad, there were less than 10 guys that were going to show up. So if you have a party, and let's say you invite, I don't know, know, 50 people, and – Eight or nine of them are going to show up. Are you still going to have the party? Some people would. Some people wouldn't. But several key members of the Philadelphia Eagles said they were not going to attend, and then other players chose not to attend, and you had the snowball effect. And before you knew it, once that word got back to the White House, they're like, hey, wait a minute. You're not invited. Get out of here. You're done. Uh, That's it. Out of here. Now, the White House released a prepared statement. Donald Trump went on Twitter, said the Eagle football team was invited to the White House. Unfortunately, only a small number of players decided to come, and we canceled the event. Staying in the locker room for the playing of our national anthem is as disrespectful to our country as kneeling sorry, uh, he said. So I wanted to get into all this. Now, Trump and the White House said that they will instead have a different type of ceremony with the U.S. Marine Band. They'll be there. The United States Army Corps will uh, take part as well in the National Anthem. And so the uh, the NFL, now they, they had announced this whole policy thing a couple weeks ago. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, the the president had suggested that players who kneel uh, are still disrespecting the country. He did again. He said they you know, should be fired and all that. Uh, so I want to get into this now. The, the question is, is this fair or unfair of the president removing the offer? disinviting the Philadelphia Eagles a day before. Now, I say it's totally fair because, again, the Eagles uninvited themselves. And, you know, the story is being mispositioned here. Uh, The the Eagles chose the majority, the vast majority of the the roster chose not to go. Uh, And and you can do the math. There's a 53-man roster. If, let's say, nine players were going to go, that is – 16.9% 16.9% of the team going, and the rest saying, nah, no, I'm good. I don't. It's, uh, 83% of the team saying, we're not going to go. We're not in. So if 83% of the people that are going to go to the party don't go to the party, you're not having the party. Now, we, there are other factors here. You've got the optics, you've got the bait and switch, and you also have the red meat as well. We'll tie all of this together. Now, number one, Donald Trump knows how to play the media game, right? It was in – this is all in, in political gain, right, so for both sides, right? The, the Philadelphia Eagles, who are part of the resistance, they've taken that position as a franchise. They've supported that, uh, and that's their prerogative. They're okay with it, right? They picked up Michael Bennett, the liar, from the Seattle Seahawks, so they've taken that stance as a franchise. But if you look at this objectively – uh, you know, politically, it's in the best interest of both sides. The Eagles were were planning to send this patchwork contingent to the White House. The optics, the story would have been that, you know, all the, uh, the, the mainstream media outlets would have been, well, there's less than 10 players there, and they couldn't even get the same turnout the, the New England Patriots had last year. All right. so this is a – it would have been a humiliating situation. You know it. I know it. The White House knows it. And so to avoid that, they're like, hey, you're not invited. Go knock yourself out, boys. We'll have our own party. We're not invited. You're not invited. Now, the second thing here, it would appear based on circumstantial evidence, from what I have been able to uncover in the last few hours here, that this was a case, a classic case, of bait and switch, right? The Eagles attempted to pull a fast one, and they almost got away with it. The Philadelphia Eagles almost got away with this, right? The original plan was that the majority of the Eagle roster was going to go to the White House. And within the last couple of days, that changed. And it went from the vast majority to a very small number. As I said, the numbers estimated eight or nine players that would have made uh, the trip to, to the White House. So that's a bait and switch situation. So, the uh, the NFL Network, the mouthpiece for the National Football, the the propaganda channel, uh, they reported that the owner of the Eagles, Jeffrey Lurie, did not want did not want to put his players into a tough spot. So okay, and uh, so then, by the way, what is a tough spot? Like going to the White House is a tough. Like who cares? It's a photo op. That's a tough spot now. That's an awkward position to be in to go to the White House. That. If you go to the White House, that's somehow uh, – that's a that's a horrible spot, the horror of that. Now, there's also another factor here. The owner of the Eagles, Jeffrey Lurie, last fall at the NFL meetings called uh, Donald – he called Trump some names there, called him out. So that's another factor here. So, you know, he could have been the one behind this, right? I mean, who knows what who was behind it, but he could have been the one behind it. So it's a PR game, right? And, and who, who gets out in front – into battle of perceptions, who gets out in front on the story, and all these things are. You talk about uh, these these trips to the White House, whatever sport wins a championship. Uh, these are PR junkets, the photo op. If the photo op is bad, what's the point of having the photo op? And and, and so if you look at this, who, who looks worse here? I guess it depends. It's a partisan issue. It depends on which side you're on. Right? If if you look at this and say you're having a party you're invited to the White House, and 83% of the people invited, the guests of honor choose not to go, is that on them? Do they look bad? Or is it the people that were throwing the party, do they look bad? Right, but if if 40 or more players were not going to go, then you keep the event? I, I mean, I, I, I guess the answer here is no, that they chose not to. Now, the last thing is this, and we'll take some phone calls on all this, the 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 president, the White House itself here, obviously both sides are pandering, right? The Philadelphia Eagles have a bunch of players that are fighting back against. They've become political advocates, and uh, and they're fighting back against the White House. And so they've taken their side. You've got the White House taking their side, and it's all because of the national anthem, and it's red meat. Very, see, Donald Trump ends up winning on this. And that drives the NFL types nuts. They're going insane here. This is a win politically for Donald Trump. It's a partisan issue and it's a win for for the people that he's trying to get to vote for him. That is a win. The story works in favor of the president here. It does not work in favor of the the NFL in the you know the court of public opinion on that. And the NFL owners when they voted you know, together, they got together, and they decided to change the anthem policy. They did that because they felt it was in the best interest of their business because the vast majority of people wanted that to be the way it was at NFL games. So they changed the whole rule. But you got to love the reaction of people. Right? The same people who are right now ranting and raving like lunatics, making all kinds of proclamations about Donald Trump being the spawn of the devil, are the same people that are upset that he's not meeting with the Eagles. So, like, what is it? If he's the worst thing in the world, then why are you all upset? Why are you all bent out of shape that he's not doing this? You should be happy that he's not doing this, but that's not the reaction I've got. And then you've got some of these guys for the Eagles who are not even – they were not even going to go to the White House. Uh, They had decided they didn't want to be a part of it. Uh, For example, there was a a Philadelphia Eagle receiver, Torrey Smith, a former eagle receiver who went on a rant and he said this is a cowardly act. So I would challenge that. What is the cowardly act? 83% of the eagle roster not not going to the white house or canceling an event where 83% of the people choose not to go. Like what is the more if you want to play what's the more cowardly game we can play that. Uh but it's again you're talking about a, an event where th- this was not of interest to the eagle players. They didn't want to go and so the event got canceled. All right, I want to know your thoughts on that. You can join the conversation. The number, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. And we're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of it uh, there as well. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie. Judas Garcias, right uh, over there.
5: Well, I must be a uh, a unicorn in all this, uh, Ben, because... Are you a unicorn?
3: Well, You're I like that guy for the knickerbockers?
5: I, I guess I'm rare, because yeah. for me, this isn't a partisan issue. For me, I actually disagree with the players taking a knee, and I think the players should go to the White House, and yet there's no way in hell I'll ever vote for Donald Trump. So I guess I'm possibly unique in, in that stance. This is not, to me, about... Uh, you know I agree with the president so obviously I disagree with the Eagles or whatever to me it's a you know I I, I have the opinion on what the stance is and I have my opinion on you know who the leader of our country well, the, is the, but the battle lines have been drawn
3: though the battle lines have been drawn then the 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 national anthem is being used here as a political pawn. I, right I, You've I, yes the, absolutely if you're a Democrat you're supposed to support the players kneeling for the national anthem if you're a Republican you should be against it that's those are the battle lines.
5: I guess so, but I, yeah. I I'm not I'm not in that war apparently because you're not, I'm. You're not I'm not fighting I'm, the battle. You're not. I'm not. Yeah, yeah like I said, I'm yeah. against the kneeling. Uh-huh. I th- and I I think they should stand for the anthem. And yet I'm not a supporter of Donald Trump. But I guess the big takeaway for me in all this is that. For those of us out there that were hoping that this issue was going to go away and we could focus oh, on football, no, no, no that no, is no, no. just not going to happen anytime soon. And at least for the start of the NFL season, it's going to continue to be an issue. Yeah, well, it, well it, this is, you know, the boomerang,
3: right? The boomerang effect, you throw it it comes back at you, right? The recoil, the kickback, whatever you want to call it, whatever adjective you want to use there. It's, it's uh, back, throwing, uh, you throw it away and then it comes back to you. It's like you re- you release the dog, the dog runs away, and then the dog runs back, and here's the dog at your doorstep. You got to feed the dog. Has the NFL released any statement? I have not seen a I prepared have not statement seen, no, yet.
5: I have not seen a statement. Their from spin the NFL. doctors are
3: working right now. They're staying up all night to try to come up with a prepared statement. Now the Eagles did
5: release a statement, but they didn't really release a statement. I mean, yeah, they, it was they, nothing. They, they, they it didn't was, say uh, anything at all referring to the White House or the invitation or nothing. They just yeah. That was oh, saying. I have seen so many.
3: Political hacks and people that you know, just jumping in. The mayor of Philadelphia got in this. Uh, I mean, there's a. I there's did a, see
5: that. Yes. The, the, the
3: just going on and on. Uh, the the Philadelphia mayor, uh, of course, Philadelphia is doing so well as a city. He ripped a Trump as a fragile egomaniac, uh, is what he said. The mayor there, and there's a bunch of other senators and congressmen, people that, that make their living in the in the swamp, that are are dancing on this story. This is great, right? This is wonderful. They're fanning the flames here, fanning the flames.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: So, there's so A lot of people still fired up here. Their blood is boiling. Anytime you mention President Trump and politics, man, people go insane. They can't handle it. And I'm not listening anymore. You don't agree with me politically. I love those people. Those are my favorite listeners. It's just words, folks. It's just great. We have gotten to that point, though. I have friends of mine that do political talk radio. And it's at the point now where people only want to hear their side, right? If you're conservative, you watch Fox News. If you're liberal, you watch, I guess, MSNBC and CNN. That's it. You don't want to hear the other side. If you're In talk radio, you want to hear the the people that repeat the dogma that you like. You're all about it. So this Trump story, him him disinviting the Philadelphia Eagles from the White House, it's good for him politically. It helps him out politically. It saves him from the embarrassment of having nine Eagles show up and having that photo reverberate around. And you have the same people that can't stand the president uh, who are blasting him right now, who I, I guess they wanted the Eagles to. It's very odd. I mean, I'm trying to get the position here. I'm trying to get my my head around it. But we'll we'll press on. There are other things going on outside of the uh, a team visiting the White House, which I want to point out. If the Eagles had gone to the White House and you know half the team had shown up or whatever, it would have gotten like half a mention on the show. Would have gotten half a mention, and that's how most people would have looked at it. But uh, you know that's that's not how it's going to be. So uh, in the NBA, now, did you see that finals game last night? No, you didn't. There was no finals game last night. Taking a bit of a hiatus here. They're on sabbatical. Back at it on Wednesday. We don't want these guys to tire out playing in the NBA finals, so they have to – it's really for television. Monday is not a good TV night. You know, Tuesday, it's better on Wednesday, right? Better on Wednesday. Travel day on Monday. Practice on Tuesday. Play on Wednesday. Uh, but there is a social media-related controversy that I wanted to get into. This is this is more in our wheelhouse. Uh, it's not about Brian Colangelo. It's about another NBA figure who's in some hot water over social media. And who is it? Reveal answers. Reveal answers. The proud Kiwi Stephen Adams. Now, you know, I am an honorary. I don't even know this, but I'm a beloved. Radio figure in Auckland, New Zealand. Our show. Who? No, Auckland, New Zealand. Never heard of them. Disrespect our friends who listen to this broadcast. We are emanating on radio sport in New Zealand. This show is broadcast all over the land of the Kiwi. And I make my weekly appearance there every Tuesday. Afternoon drive with Darcy Waldergrave, the number one afternoon personality. Darcy. Today, no, 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 man. This guy, Darcy, is the rock and roll star of talk radio. You want to break down the all blacks? He'll break down the all blacks for you. He'll talk. Racist. A- That's the name of the national team. They're called the All Blacks. That's how the rugby team is called the All Blacks. And the uh, is it the volleyball team? It's called the All Whites. Is that one of the other teams? Racist. I don't, I don't name the teams. I don't I'm not from New Zealand. But anyway, Steven Adams is. So this is a good story. Now, Stephen Adams, who's plausibly the veteran center for Oklahoma City, he liked a comment on Instagram that was, wait for it, wait for it, critical of Carmelo Anthony. Oh, my God. Oh, the firestorm. It's like Trump 2.0. Uh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. In NBA circles, we were on our way, right? A Thunder player liked the comment that ripped Carmelo Anthony. Now, on a post, it featured four Thunder players. It had Steven Adams, Carmelo, Russell Westbrook, and Paul George. And the caption was, who's more valuable in OKC? Well, this is the kind of stuff that social media was invented for. Is there's anything I'm worried about in early June? It's who's more valuable for Oklahoma City. And so Adams ended up liking a comment that said, quote, all of them except Mello. Oh, my God. God, how could you do this? Steven Adams. Now, he's claiming that this was all a an accident. Now we are told that Steven Adams, veteran NBA player, contacted the PR hacks, the spoke holes for the Thunder, and claimed he's in New Zealand. And he made them aware of this. He said that it was all an accident. He was scrolling through his feed on Instagram, and he blamed his fat fingers, is what he said. Now, someone that has had very obese fingers, I can't recall ever at one point, at one point, uh, liking something that I didn't mean to like because of my fat fingers. So let's discuss. Do you believe that Steven Adams accidentally liked this particular shot at Carmelo Anthony. Of course not. Right? Anyone with half a brain uh, knows this stuff is ridiculous. Uh, I have sloppy work, damage control, and also validity. All right? We'll link all this together like Legos. Now, hey, Steven Adams, he, he dropped the ball on this. You know why Steven Adams dropped the ball on this? It is more likely than not that he was just being lazy. Right, this this is some sloppy work by the Oklahoma City player. Here's what I believe happened, right? A, a thorough investigation for about 15 minutes. 15-minute investigation. I believe that Steven Adams thought he was on his burner account. And then he liked it. He was juggling multiple accounts like Brian Colangelo or his former teammate there. Shout out the Slim Reaper. Kevin Durant. So if that's the case, if he was juggling multiple accounts, then technically he's not wrong, right, because he did have fat fingers, uh, but it just meant that he forgot to change accounts. He messed up, and so he has pie on his face. Now, the second part of this, here is my default position. My default position on these social media faux pas, Bogus. bogus, 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 until proven otherwise. Like using some critical thinking here you now. How often have you, who likely is not a public figure, but how often have you accidentally liked something on social media? It doesn't happen, right? I mean, th- this is simply damage control. It's not the end of the world. It's a, you know small potatoes. But I give credit to Stephen Adams for one thing. At least Stephen Adams did not say I got hacked. I'm the victim of a hacking. He didn't say that. Remember, was it, uh, I think it was Ray Allen. There were a bunch of uh, interesting tweets about some things he would like to do in the bedroom. This was years ago in the old, the old West days of social media. And uh, Ray Allen was, like, oh, I got hacked. Yeah, right. Come on. And this, a bunch of guys have said they got hacked and all that. At least Steven Adams didn't say that. I, I don't think anyone's going out of their way to hack the social media accounts of Stephen Adams. Now, the last thing on this, and uh, we've got other things to get to, uh, the the OKC fan or s- center, Stephen Adams, I would have owned it. Like, I would have said, hey, you know what? Not only did I like that, I agree with that guy. Because you know what? There's validity in that particular comic. I- I- if you look at Oklahoma City last year, Carmelo Anthony was dead weight, right? Not only is he a basketball player, he was terrible. He just turned 34 a couple days ago, and the, he's got a, an option. He's got to take the option, right? $27.9 million. Is there a dopey NBA executive who would pay Carmelo Anthony more than $27.9 million at age 34 with diminishing returns? There can't be, right? I mean, even that dope Brian Colangelo would not, would not go down that road in Philadelphia. I mean, there's no sucker out there that would pay him, Carmelo, that kind of money. He never adjusted in Oklahoma City, and it wasn't like this wasn't predictable. Now, I happen to have a gift as a distant relative of the great Nostradamus. I have a gift. I can see the future. Other people don't. But even those that don't have this gift from the gods that I have, uh, when, when you, you could see this was not going to go well. Carmelo Anthony was a hot mess with the Knickerbockers, and sure enough, he had a career-low point-per-game average, career-low field goal percentage. And in an era where it's move the ball around, team basketball, uh, Carmelo Anthony, the king of ISO basketball. It's four guys running an offense and Carmelo Anthony standing in the corner waving for the ball. That's typically how it goes when you have Carmelo Anthony uh, on your team. So bad job by Steven Adams to a point he should have owned it. Uh, and at least he didn't say he was hacked, so good job by that. All right, Ben Maller show on Fox, now a man who's always hacked. On his Twitter account, we say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia's, right over there. For those, I'm getting some people on Twitter here, Eddie, that are asking how you got the nickname Steamboat, and that was a couple years ago during the NFL draft. That's right. The, one of the most important shows we do here.
5: Not really. You hate the NFL draft.
3: I do, but it's an important show. I don't like it, but it's an important show, and you missed that show to go to Disneyland. To hang out with Steamboat
5: Willie, that, that so you've got the nickname accurate, yes. Steamboat Willie. My wife is a uh, longtime Chargers season ticket holder. My apologies. They had their draft party at Disneyland. My and condolences. Free tickets after the party to go to Disneyland, so that's yeah. why I took the day off, so I could go to Disneyland. Yeah. The happiest place on earth, from what I understand. Yeah, Yeah. The most expensive place. I did see Overpriced the- well, Overpriced But it was free.
3: On, yeah. We went yeah. for
5: free. I did see the Steamboat we Willie $4.50 theater. Cent churros, you can get that. I can get a churro at Costco. Are, those churros are pretty good. No, though. Costco's better. They get two You nah. get two No, no. It's Eddie? cheap just cuz
3: it's cheap Eddie, doesn't mean it's better. The Costco churro is a better product. How about the corn dog there at uh, Disneyland? that's no, not bad. It's the like corn, good corn not corn bad. Dog. That's a good corn dog. How about the expensive. salted Mickey Mouse pretzel? How, how How do you make a bad corn dog though? I have had a bad corn dog. Where have had, Wherever you had corn a corn dog? Where have you had a bad corn dog? Just uh, you know, at, at the it, ball game. At the ball game. Yeah. The Mickey Mouse pretzel, the, the problem is Disneyland, last time I was there, way too many churro stands compared to pretzel stands. I feel like there's a disrespect for the pretzel at Disneyland. They're anti-pretzel. I am pro-pretzel. And I believe that Disneyland should take it next level, and they should start selling those. You know when you go to the mall, you get those pretzel bites? They don't oh, yeah, sell yeah. those at Disneyland. They have the dopey. What they ought to do is sell a little pretzel bites shaped like Donald Duck and Goofy. You know, that's what they ought to do. I'm, I should help them out at Disney. I ought to help those people out. They don't They don't make enough money over
5: No, them. they definitely need your help as far as that goes.
3: Yeah. They do need some help in the marketing department. They're struggling. They're having problems, Eddie. They really are. Yeah, Steamboat
5: Willie, by the way, was the uh, first <laughs> Mickey Mouse cartoon. Everyone that was the knows. name of it. Everyone knows. that. Nah, not everyone knows that. So that's the explanation. No, everyone knows. They know now because I just told
3: them. No, people know. People aren't stupid, Eddie. You're saying that people are stupid. They know that's the, they know the origins. uh, And and Walt Disney didn't even draw Steamboat Willie. How about that? He stole Steamboat Willie. How about that? You see the original Mickey Mouse that Walt Disney drew was horrible. No, Disney wouldn't even have existed if they'd gone with that Mickey Mouse. He gave him
6: a lame name too, remember?
3: Yeah, yeah. I saw the documentary. Yeah, I saw that too. It's really good. It was a BBC documentary, Uh right? Yeah. Mortimer. It's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and his wife wasn't his wife. Convinced him to change the name, and yeah, should we re- the rest is we, history. Should we recap the seventeen-year-old documentary <laughs> on Walt Disney that we all watched? Should we yeah. go over that? You know, I, I used to live right near the original Walt Disney. It was the Walt. It was the Disney Brothers Studios over in Silver Lake. I used to live right over there. You're not impressed? No. And when I lived in Hollywood, I drove I, by. I'm, I'm stunned. The, I'm uh, so impressed. I the, can't speak. The Jim Henson. Jim Henson, the late Jim Henson the, from the Muppets, he had his place uh, over on. It was on Highland, and there was this hidden like Mickey Mouse that I never knew until someone pointed it out. And then every time I drove by that building, I smiled and winked at Mickey Mouse. I didn't see Miss Piggy. I didn't see any of the other Muppets. It was only Mickey Mouse. It was a tribute to Mickey Mouse, and it was re- it was kind of hidden on the facade of the building, and you had to kind of know where it was. And I saw it, and there you go.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: Well, I must get to Maller to the third degree because I've got a failing grade if I don't get to it right now. So I must get to it. So let's do it. Here we go. Here, that
4: it's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. In. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And
3: we bring in the coop
6: the loop Justin Coop.
7: And it's safe to say that Cody Bellinger isn't having the best sophomore season. He's oh, been terrible. Yeah, he's hitting around two twenty-six with only eight home runs. But Dave Roberts says that the team has not broached the idea of sending him back to the minors. Do you think he needs a demotion? Well, here's the way I look at at, at the play of one Cody Bellinger.
3: Right, His trajectory is pointing towards the minor leagues. The Dodgers have worked their way back somehow into contention. In the National League West, even though they still have a losing record because the division's a hot mess. And they've been able to do it with no help of Cody Bellinger. The past month, Bellinger's batting 140 with four home runs. In a, in a month, the guy's hitting a buck 40. He's been just as bad against right-handed pitching as he has against left-handed pitching. He stinks no matter which side of the plate, Homer road. He sucks. And if I'm Dave Roberts, if I'm the brains behind the Dodgers, Remember, Dave Roberts benched Bellinger for not hustling a couple of months ago at the beginning of the baseball season. You've done that already. You've done that to try to signal some kind of life in the, the, the bat of Bellinger. It hasn't worked. The next logical remedy is some quality time in the minor leagues. Now, I, the hope has to be, if you're the Dodgers, that you send Bellinger to AAA for three weeks, he figures out how to hit a breaking ball, You bring him back up, and the timeline on that would be after the All-Star break, you'd bring him back as an addition for the second half of the season, he'd be hitting home runs. So that would be the wise
7: move. You can't keep putting him in the lineup if he's hitting a buck 40. He's killing you when he plays. Next! On NFL Network's Good Morning Football, Reggie Bush suggested that the Steelers players may be uh, tuning out Mike Tomlin at this point. Oh, hot take, hot take, hot take. Perhaps that the, uh, the team needs a culture switch. Do you agree, Ben?
3: Well, here's what I, I've talked about Mike Tomlin a lot over the years because he's a high-profile coach. Tomlin is the benefactor of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh ease, right? The conservative ways of the Steelers organization. Number one, we, we pointed this out back in January. Pittsburgh should put pressure on Mike Tomlin. They don't do it, right? It's not how they operate the Steelers. The, they've only had three coaches since 1969. They have not fired any of those coaches. Chuck Knoll and Bill Cowher both Retired. They didn't get fired. They retired as coach of the Steelers. Tomlin's continued on and on. And the second thing, the ugly truth about Mike Tomlin is this. He inherited a team that was loaded from Bill Cowher, and he won a Super Bowl with Bill Cowher's players. And he has won a bunch of games with his own players, but he is much more like Andy Reid than he is anyone else. You know, people compare him to Belichick because he's won a lot in the regular season. But Andy Reid wins a bunch of regular season games and then exits stage right in the playoffs. And and so that's what he's like here. And you know, he's been out coached in a number of big playoff spots here. But he is safe. So do I agree with Reggie Bush? Yes, I agree with Reggie Bush that Tomlin should be under the screws, but he's not because of the Steelers.
7: Next. Ben, inexplicably, the uh, the Mariners are somehow in sole possession of first place in the AL West. Are you
3: trying to pander to a certain listener named Robbie? No. Okay.
7: Not at all. All right. You think they're for
3: real, Ben? Yeah. I am skeptical of Seattle. I'm a non-believer of the M's at this point. I'll tell you why. Right. The Mariners, I believe they've won the most one-run games in baseball this season. It's It's a white-knuckle style of baseball. And typically, that stat evens out over the course of a season. So, if you've won the most, that means you're you're due the law of averages. You're due to lose a bunch. And B, Seattle has feasted on the American League Central. I think they're 10 games above 500 against the American League Central. Let's see him beat up the American League West. The division ain't very good against the Astros, the Angels, and the A's in the American League West. And I still have to see more from Mitch Haniger. Who's been their top offensive guy? I know Robbie has is he's in love with James Paxton. Can't get enough. He's a Cy Young winner, James Paxton. But I'm not completely sold on the Mariners yet. Uh I have a condition. I've seen the Mariner baseball suck for so long. I, I can't wrap my head around them being actually good just yet. All right, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you passed this edition. That's a winner! <laughs> Time now for the insta-trivia. Here we go. Blank is the only player in NBA history to have been fined for untying an opponent's shoelaces. Again, blank is the only player in NBA history that has ever gotten fined for untying an opponent's shoelaces. That's the insta-trivia. The answer next.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Now,
7: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Mallers Mountain of Money.
1: Lord, that's a lot of money. Do
4: you have what it takes to get to the top? Probably not.
7: And it
3: is the Mark Wahlberg edition. The Wahlberger edition, if you will, of Mallers Mountain of Money. He's behind those Wahlburgers. Made a fortune. I heard the one in Vegas on the strip makes a killing.
6: Wahlberg turning 46, Big Ben.
3: Really? Good for him. Did he have a big party? Today. Today was his his party. Interesting. All right, well, let's welcome in our contestants for Mallers Mountain of Money. And uh, who do we have here? Let's see. Uh, We've got Jed Who Fled, who's going to play. Hello, Jed Who Fled. What's going on, brother? Doing some late night creeping here on the beach, but I'm ready to win some mountain of money. Yeah, who's on the beach right now in Florida? Uh, about to drop off my friend Austin and my buddy Jake, and uh, pretty much jet is left referring to himself in third person, Elmo style. I, I don't understand. All right, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. And we have Gino in Rochester. Hello, Gino.
1: Hello, Big Ben. What's
3: going on, Gino? How's everything in Rochester?
1: beautiful
3: yeah what are you what are you doing up at these hours I'm delivering newspapers yeah what's the big story in Rochester today uh the Rochester Nighthawk lacrosse team big news big oh, news yeah. that is a quality lacrosse team we don't talk <laughs> enough I was actually in our production meeting I was telling the guys we need to talk more Rochester lacrosse that it's we're really letting the listener down in Rochester by not talking no, more about that Ben never said that no I did say that's a lie <laughs> I did say that. Uh, Hold on, Gino. Gino there. So we got Gino delivering the newspaper. Jed, who's just uh, lurking on the beach in Florida. And who would you like to partner up with? Jed, who fled? You can partner up with anybody on the show. Me, Ben, Eddie, Danny G, or Coop DeLoop.
2: From one creepy lurker to another. I want you, Ben.
3: It's a wise choice, and uh, we'll be the winning team. I don't know how you picked me. And we have Gino. Gino, who would you like to partner up with,
7: Gino? My
3: Bronco buddy, Loop. Oh, Coop, you're screwed.
7: All right. A, what? Did you hear that, Gino? He just
3: trashed yeah, you. You are doomed. You, it is over. Oh, we won three weeks ago. Oh, you just played three <laughs> weeks ago? You oh, just played. Loop. I need ben. new people, Coopaloop. I have to yeah, go on my way. Yeah, because Jed rent. who
5: fled's never played before. He man.
3: never <laughs> plays. Yeah, this is your first time playing, right? Yes, he's shaking his head. Yes. All right. Did we All play right, the let's, games for the same people? Let's, uh, what the hell's up with that? You don't even remember, Gino. I don't. He's unmemorable. <laughs> this guy Gino. Nothing memorable about that guy. All right. Let's pick the first category
6: for each contestant. Right All now. All right. All right. So Jed and Ben versus Gino and Coop. Jed.
3: Uh hi- oh. Uh-oh. Who dropped? Who hung up? Right, hold on a second. Hell, G- is that you, Jed? No, Hello, it's uh, Jason in Iowa. Oh, Jason. And I- Where the hell, Jed, go? Uh, I need a new Jed. <laughs> How do you know it was Jed that hung up? Because of Gino. Still, are you there, Gino? Yes, I am. Oh, ah, nice. see that? Jed see that? again. Oh Jed Living played. up to his nickname. <laughs> 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 All right, I just want to play the game. I want to play the game. All right, uh, Jed's back. Uh, Jed, don't hang up, moron. Uh, pick a category. What are the
6: categories? All right, here we go. Boston, that's obviously where uh, Wahlberg dwells. Boogie Nights, The Italian Job, Transformers. Jed, pick a category.
0: I like the Italian job, but they're nice.
3: All right, the oh, Italian – <laughs> That's not, that's not you, uh, wrong at all. Can you disconnect uh, your phone again? All right, all right, uh, Gino. <laughs> all right, go ahead, Gino. Uh, Gino,
6: ahead. that leaves you Boston, uh, Boogie Knights or Transformers?
5: Give me Transformers.
3: All right, Transformers. Okay, those are the categories. Gino? We'll Crap. play the yep, game I'm in, pause its- for the cause. in its entirety. <laughs> and excited about we- that? We'll get to that. We'll do it next. And right back to it, we go. It's Mallers Mountain of Money, the Mark Wahlberg edition. And if you just turn on the radio, it's me, Ben, with Jed, who fled. Jed, are you there, Jed?
4: Still here. All right. Sorry, my
3: creeper pre- mode off. And Gino in Rochester with Koopaloop. Hello, Gino.
6: What's going on? All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, so Eddie is going to be our scorekeeper. And Jed, you're up first. You picked the Italian job. And remember, fellas, we need the first and last name of these sports figures. Lock in here, Jed. Lock in. 10 to 100 on the board. Jed. I'm not doing this to lose. These athletes are all notable Italian-Americans. 45 seconds on the clock, Ben. You ready? Yeah, let's do it.
3: Go. All right, 1980s quarterback for the Dolphins, number 13. Dan Marino. Correct. Quarterback currently for the 49ers, the former Patriot. The new sensation in the NFL. Jimmy Garoppolo. Correct. Coach of the Houston Rockets. The blank system.
2: Mike D'Antoni. Correct.
3: Catcher for the Dodgers in the 90s and the Mets. Mike Piazza. Correct. Hall of Fame Yankee catcher. The silly quote guy. 1950s. He's won all the World Series with the Yankees back in the He'll older be days. Correct, really correct. You got the first one. Uh, Indians manager, former Red Sox, won the World Series in Boston. Lou Francesca. N- uh, no, no. <laughs> Terry Francona. Yes. Uh, Astros Hall of Fame second baseman. Number. Yeah. Bam. Oh, nice. Nice job. You ran the board yeah. with time to spread Yeah. Yeah. Four, time to spare. With
5: four seconds to spare. Good job. Three hundred and forty points to run. What the did team. he call Terry Francona at first? I don't day? know. I don't
3: know. <laughs> is right. name. I got the clothes. All right, all
6: stop. Right. Okay, Jeez. it's Gino's turn now. Gino, you pick Transformers. These athletes all changed positions. All right, forty-five seconds on the clock. Coop, you ready?
7: Yep. Go. The Slim Reaper, star of the Warriors. Uh, pass. I came <laughs> over from the Thunder he with he with Russell Westbrook. Oh, Kevin Durant. Yes. Uh, this guy, <laughs> uh, the Sultan of Swat. He he caused the curse on the Red Sox. Root. Yes, uh, this guy had was the Iron Man for the Orioles. Longest Kel streak. He, yes, uh, this guy's a, a white wide receiver for. The, he used to play for the Patriots. I think he's now on the Dolphins. He used to be a quarterback in college. Ooh. All right. We'll um, s- Adam Nembel. No, no, no. We'll, <laughs> we'll skip that one. Uh, uh, former cornerback/safety uh, <laughs> uh, for the 49ers, I believe he he cut off his finger.
3: Mm. Oh. oh, wow. That's bad. Ronnie Lott.
5: Poop fest. Yeah, and Julian 49ers.
3: Edelman's still on the Patriots. He got hurt last year. <laughs> oh, no, he is on still the on the Patriots? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Danny Amendola, or whatever Gino oh. called him, is on the Dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my drop bad. Another, mm-hmm.
6: another ball guy. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, like, I like how he
5: said pass, and Coop's like, no, we are not passing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> He's kept going.
6: Yeah. All right, Gino. Uh,
5: 60 points, 340 to 60.
6: All right, Gino, you need to run the table here. Very competitive game. On either Boston or Boogie Knights. Give me Boogie Nights. All right, Boogie Nights. These athletes have had their, their uh, oh, their junk revealed to the world. <laughs> All right, like Dirk Diggler. All right, 45 seconds on the clock. Coop, you ready? Yes. Go. All right, the bad
7: guy on the Warriors. He always kicks people in the junk.
2: Oh, man. Uh, drain my green.
7: Yes. Uh, this guy went from the Pacers. He's now on the Thunder. He's got two first names.
1: Uh, pass Alright right. oh uh, this guy
7: God. is the ace pitcher for the Astros He's dating Kate Upton Justin Verlander Yes uh, this guy changed his last name To uh, uh, Spanish for 8-5 Ocho cinco. Yeah, what's his full name? Dad Johnson. Yes. Uh, this guy is uh, used to be a backup quarterback for the Jets. He got punched in the face by one of his teammates.
2: <laughs>
7: Brett Favre. No, he got punched in the face by one of his teammates. And, and, oh, uh, Geno Smith. Yes. Uh, this guy's the brother of the Seattle Seahawks guy who lied about the police. No. Oh. Brett Favre. <laughs> 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 uh, just keep saying
3: it. Eventually, you'll get it right. Just keep yelling uh, that out. That's all like, you got to Just keep shouting that out. That's that was a good one
5: forty. Uh, a right. plus sixty is two hundred, and you're still one hundred and forty right. back. In. Well,
3: Jed, why don't we just?
5: Oh, uh, by the
6: way, the first uh, two first. Hey, Jed, why
4: don't we give Cooper loop a round and see if he can get it with three
7: rounds? <laughs> <laughs> by
6: you know, the way, That's a good idea. Actually. You don't want to run up the score. You <laughs> we we're looking for Martellus Bennett and Paul George up there at twenty
3: points. Well, well Jed, no, let's do it. You want to do it? Let's, Let's do play. it. All Come on, right. Gino. Go yeah. ahead. Let's, Let's get him a 3
5: rounds. Here round. we go. Here need we need 140 100. to tie. All right. Hang on. <laughs> all right.
6: Boston. These athletes have won a championship for a Boston or New England team.
7: All right. You ready, Coop? Yes. Go. Quarterback of the Patriots. Tom Brady. Yes. Uh, one of the best Celtics of all time. Shoots the lights out. Larry like Bird. I. Yes. Uh, Big Poppy. For the Boston um, Red Sox. David Ortiz. Yes. Uh, Jesus Shuttlesworth. He shot threes for the Celtics and then uh, later the Miami Heat. Ray Allen. Yes. Uh, uh, he was a point guard for the Celtics with Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. Paul Pierce. He, no, no. He's the point guard. He's now on the Pelicans. Um. Ron, Ron, um yes. Oh, oh. oh, you got it. Uh, oh, oh. You Ron, got it. Rondo. Yeah. Yes. What's his, first, his name? first name, though? Yeah. Come on. Uh, oh, oh,
5: this is for the win. No, it's not for the
3: win.
7: Randy John yeah, <laughs> too, he got it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this is for s and giggles. Uh,
3: that was, that <laughs> was, that was, that's negative news. Just Brett Paul. <laughs> All
5: right. Well, uh, congratulations, Gino. You lose. Uh, well, they, and they did actually pass you with three rounds. And Jed, who fled, uh, you win a golden,
3: golden ticket. ticket. Congratulations, there. Hey, ticket. with three rounds combined, they are captain planet. Let's love will Take care. All right. There he goes. Where he goes, I don't know. I don't know the sign off by him. I'm not sure. I don't know what he's doing with that. I and mean, I'm sure there's a reason he's doing that, but I have, I have no idea. A lot of people are reacting to what our friend Gino called Danny Amendola <laughs> and try, Enzo. Just, when
5: in doubt, mumble.
3: Yeah, like a, <laughs> <what's> <laughs> it? it's Just like that. How was that? Was that good radio? Is my boss listening? <laughs> That's that's my impersonation of Gino playing a game show. How did I do? Am I right? Don't ever do that no. again.
1: I'm Diosa,
0: and I'm Mala. We're the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which
1: is a fancy way of saying a podcast. A podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio season nine. Love, Love at, first at first listen. listen.